Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and my guest today is Jermaine from New York. Is that right? That's right, from New York City. Mm -hmm. Well, I happen to look up quite a lot about you today, and I don't even know if we can fit everything into one episode. (laughs) You are pretty busy and quite amazing, I have to say. Oh, thank you. (laughs) But I think let's just start with the usual, and why did you come to Sweden, and how long have you been here? I came to Sweden because I met a Swede, and uh, I've been here now almost 20 years. It's so easy to remember when you move somewhere in 2000, because then it's it's easy exactly. to see how long you've been here. Because <laughs> I was stuck on 15 for like a really long time. Like, yeah, I've been like 15, yeah, 15, wait a minute, let me count. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you don't keep up with it unless it's kind of a milestone, I think. I'm trying to wait until I hit the point where I've lived in Sweden longer than I lived in the U.S. Uh, That'll be a party or something that's a good thing that's a good goal okay okay i think i'll work with that okay yeah but let's see okay so you moved to you moved to sweden uh 20 years ago so when you moved to sweden what were your first impressions or did you have any worries about moving over or were you just excited i don't know i think i I was probably excited and really thinking about what I had, uh, what to expect, what not to expect, but still didn't have any kind of like preconceived notions. That's the one thing I didn't want to have. I didn't want to have any preconceived notions. I mm. want to think just to happen because sometimes when you have preconceived notions and things don't happen the way you you want them to or you think they might, you know, you automatically sometimes become, you start having your blinders on. You start being very prejudiced against many things. So I didn't want to do that. I just said, okay, let's let's go. Let's see how this is going here. And um, uh, it went well. I mean, I, I got here. I got used to going around a bit. We went around a lot. We traveled. And uh, I, I was told that the rumors, I guess, about Sweden were that they were polar bears, like running the streets. I was like, <laughs> I have never heard that. Actually, my husband said that I think when he was a little younger, they went to a museum in St. Louis and they had some sort of display about Stockholm. And it said, there are polar bears in the streets of Stockholm. Yeah. (laughs) People ask me, did you see? I'm like, how am I going to see polar bears? I'm in a city. It's not, you know. Yes. (laughs) That I'd never heard before until I got here and heard it from other people. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm in the land of absolute. (laughs) They're like. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So when you came over, let's, oh, I don't even know what order to take this in. You you did so much. So I found you through North Americans in Sweden, which is a Facebook group just for expats from North America to help out each other. I think you're an admin on there. Is that Mm -hmm. right? But that is like the smallest thing you do. (laughs) Okay, let's see. So you sing, you act, you cook. Oh, God, I can't even come up with everything here. Let's see, if if I understand right, maybe you got into the singing first with right. the Consensus Gospel Choir. That's right. Okay, how did that come about? And had you done any singing or performing in New York before you moved, or was this when you came to Stockholm? Uh, a lot of it was when I came to Stockholm. I mean, I, it, you know, I, in New York, you know, I was a kid, I brought up in the church, so we were always in a choir, always mm-hmm. choir, 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 in school, <laughs> always in choirs, 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 and to college, choirs, 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 and, <laughs> and then when I got here, I was like, no choir, and actually, I, 
it was something at the end of, uh, I was in, um, I think not SFE, I was in another, I can't remember the school, and you could take different classes, and I took a choir class, because I figured, oh, I, I could sing now. At the end, you had to sing a solo song, so I sang a solo song. Actually, it was a song that my sister had sung when she had graduated high school in the States, and she got to, but she was in a whole orchestra, and she got to sing it at Carnegie Hall. Wow. <laughs> so this was in Carnegie, <laughs> but I was okay with it. And one of the students there who was also a friend of mine, he was like, you've got to join this other choir. And he gave me the name and the choir instructor. And I said, OK. And I joined that choir. Uh, I tested for it as well. And I was with them for a trillion years. A great <laughs> choir, great choir leader, son, Erickson, she best vocal pedagogue of the world she needs to be. Very good. And uh, and after that was when everything kind of jumped roffed. And uh, I gonna get this really short. I'm gonna try to. I went. I in between that time, I started with a group called the Big City Poets, and we did two CDs. They are still out there on Spotify somewhere. Oh uh, yes, I and on YouTube. <laughs> and and in between that, I we for our second album, I went to Botswana because that's where uh, my other my partner was, uh, my song partner was, and because he was uh-huh. writing there, he and his wife had moved to Botswana, so wow. I went there to do the second uh, CD. I can't imagine what was it like. It was hot. Well, I went in January. <laughs> which was their summer and our oh, winter. Oh, right. So it was like from 38 to 45 degrees. And so I just didn't know the temperature anymore. We had no air conditioner. <laughs> but fun. maybe good to get out of Sweden during January. I, I guess it's it's not great if you're just going from one extreme to the other. So. It was an experience. It was, but it was, <laughs> it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. We recorded. It was hot, but it was great. Came back and then I got a part. I somehow got myself into, um, at that point, uh, West Side Story. Uh, that yes. was going to be at uh, Stodd's the, Theater. Stodd's right? uh-huh. And so I had to leave choir. <laughs> what did you do that? <laughs> and that was, I think it was like 2013. And so I did. I left choir in order to do that. And then everything kind of steamrolled from there. And then I got into another group, uh, a music group. And then I got into another band. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think right before all that, I, yeah, I did. I got an acting role in the Steve Kellerman story. So this is like a Christmas show, but uh, Steve Kellerman is like that typical, that let's say all Betty, he's the one who directs and he stars in it. Um, he had sales cops, Ray's son and all those other like vacation. Uh, right. right. It was his film as Steve Kellerman because he always played Steve Kellerman in all those films. And this was one of the last films he did. And I got, I, I thought I was just an extra. I had an actual speaking part. I was like, wow, wow. this is cool. Yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was but fun. I have to ask, was it in Swedish then? I thought it would be because she gave me the script to learn in Swedish. She says, no, you have to speak English. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> because the scene that was that I was in was a scene where they came to the United States. They were in New Orleans. And I was like, oh, well, I wish you had told me that months ago. <laughs> the cast was great. I met a lot of other musicians that lived here that I had never met before. And so that was like a double plus. Yes. And uh, and this things went on from there. I uh, this, this last group now that I'm with called the the Jamation Band. We okay. have been literally together probably in essence about six years, but really been the jam- we've been the Jamination Band for about three and a half. And we performed every other Thursday at Temple Bar and did private parties and events and festivals and stuff. Except for now. That's what I was gonna say. So you've, everything's past tense, but. Yeah. 
I'm hoping that you guys are going to be performing when things are normal again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, trying to do other stuff as well, like trying to stream or just like film a live concert. And right now, all of us can't be together. Someone's like sick or this or that. So <laughs> it's the same with this podcast. My co-host can't meet up in person, and then everybody's just with working from home. And right. apparently, some co-hosts go fishing when it's. <laughs> Oh man, I went fishing. Sorry. Yeah. That was Diego's excuse today. He's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, I can't, I can't join. I'm going fishing." I don't know why it just struck me as odd, but it was like, "Well, that's a new reason." I'll, I'll have to ask him about that later. You know, he dropped in in another podcast. He casually dropped in that he raises bees. So I, I feel wow. like gonna have to go a little deeper into some of his activities. <laughs> Like, we need to sit down and <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we need an interview with you again, Diego. <laughs> well, I was going through all of your stuff. I have to say that I think it's just amazing how confident you are and that you would get out there and do all of this because I feel like when I moved here that my confidence totally went down and it was so difficult for me just, you know, be myself and think if that my talents were any good. And I don't meet so many people who've moved over here who have had so much success and really just gone for it in every kind of field. So I, I just think it's wonderful that you did all that. It was not easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no. Everyone would think like, wow, you sing and blah, blah, blah. And but, you know, every every person who performs isn't always that person that people see on stage or stuff like that. A lot of times Mm -hmm. they're very much very private or very much very, okay. I'm on stage and let me go back in my hole. You know, so I think I think a lot of performers have that. I mean, and I have that with a lot of stuff, like even with my work, I'm a certified massage therapist. So that's my job, which I can't do now. So like, you know, there's no work happening either. I had about seven or six or seven companies I go to uh, various days a week, every week. Of course, once this started, they're like, no, we don't want to get you sick. And, you know, and it's altogether very, that's, that's how it is. I mean, I'm having constant contact with every other person, physical contact. So that would be totally inappropriate to have with social distancing. (laughs) I'm like very smart, you know, so that's out. Uh, But even with like, with the baking, like that's very much here, bake, and then I go, you know, kind of thing. But um, that was, you know, very weird having to be on Hedda Svetibalka. I looked that up too. I just, yeah. Again, you you do everything. Uh, <laughs> so you were on Hedda Svetibalka in uh, 2015. Yeah, five years. What was that like? That I don't even know what to ask. Was it fun or? <laughs> it was, you know, it was. It was. It was stressful. Uh-huh. Um, but it was it was fun. It was great meeting the people that, are, you know, the other the other bakers that are there. Uh, we still are close to this day. We in fact, we just made up a f- last year. Like we tried it, you know, at least a couple of times meet up oh, in bunches. Great. And uh, we did we at least six of us, I think, met up last year. It was an experience to have because at first I didn't want to. I mean, uh-huh. they called me and asked me and I was like, mm, no, I'm going to India now. So I can't. And I was, I was on my way to India. <laughs> and then they contacted me again while I was in, well, just fill out the form. And I'm like, mm, I still don't want to. <laughs> but then when I got back and everyone's like, no, you should do it. You should do it. And so I did, I, you know, applied. I went to go to the baking things and the test and I was one of the finalists. And uh, then we finally went 
to Texinga because that's where they hold it. Texinga slotted, and uh-huh. uh, it was an experience to meet everyone and to just be out there and to be in a foreign environment <laughs> as if it's your <laughs> normal environment and bake it. It's a whole, and you have to really be one of those people who like to compete and bake. And, you know, I though I like to bake and I, I don't like to compete. I never actually put them both in the same pot. So, but it was fun. It was a whole lot of fun and, and it helped. I mean, of course people are like, wow, you were in Telesaurus Barca. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. You know, <laughs> And, you know, I'm still friends with them to this day. And that's that was the biggest thing for me, to really connect with the people that were there and actually have more friends from other external sources. That's- I think that's one of the key things is, is just making your own friends through your own interest here. Usually yeah. if you meet somebody and you come over, you end up just trying to slide in with their friends maybe a bit. And it right. takes a while to. But if you can find people that have the same interests as you, sometimes it's through jobs, but. It's great if you also have your hobbies and extra things where you can meet people. We're always trying to come up with ways for people to connect and to not feel so lonely when they move here. I know you've been here quite a while and, and so have I, but I think for some some people who are coming who have only been here a year or two, it's it's pretty difficult, it's I think, hard. to meet it other is. people. It is. Yeah. And a lot of people talk about how they meet you know, I haven't met you know, they talk about meeting they mostly say most of their friends when they meet them, they're a lot of them are non sweet and I was like, so what's wrong with that? It you know, they're in Sweden. So that you have in common. Yeah. yeah, I remember I would get a lot of things when I was trying to make friends and people would say, Well, you know, how many Swedish friends have you made? Actual Swedes. And I'd be like, well, I haven't, you know, really connected with anybody. I'm just basically connecting with anybody who I think is funny and who wants to talk to me and who wants to go out and do stuff. I don't care where they're from. And then after a while, as you meet more people, then naturally you end up making Swedish friends. But it's not always the easiest thing, especially if you don't have a job at first and you're not really mixing with anybody, really. (laughs) Most of us get our friends from the beginning when we start going to Swedish classes. So then we all get our friends from around the world. And I remember that I really like meeting friends in Swedish class because even if the only language we had in common was Swedish, because a lot of them didn't speak English, they talked at a slower level, just like I did. Right. <laughs> so it was it was easier to talk to other immigrants learning Swedish because they don't go fast and they don't use slang words. <laughs> they don't they don't use a lot of old Swedish, which is what some Swedes you know I I've come across. But I'm like, what 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 was that oh, word? You know, I lose it on the slang and just when people talk very fast. I'm getting used to accents, mm-hmm. but the slang I think is what throws me off half the time. I've kind of learned the Stockholm slang for certain places. Like, you know, we're going to Medis and <laughs> that took me but, a little time. Like, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why can't you just call it what it's called? <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> then after a while you're like, Well, that is kind of a mouthful. That makes sense. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought I'm like. But that's that's something interesting, kinda of to go off topic with the Swedes, is is say like they take Medborgerplatzen and they make it Medis. Okay, that makes sense. As a nickname, as a shortening. However, when you have Swedish people who decide to give themselves a nickname, it usually goes the opposite way, and the nickname is longer than their original name. Hmm. Have you picked up on that? Probably, but I probably haven't really paid attention. Now I'm thinking, like, who do I know who has a short name? And now, 
if your name is Pear, then they'll call you Pella, and it'll be two syllables. Usually if it's a one-syllable word, they'll change it to a two-syllable word. And it's just so confusing to me. To me, that's not the point of a nickname. I I think I met someone whose name is Carl Gustav, and I'm used to saying someone's full name. He goes, no, 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 Korgia. And I'm like, okay. I do copywriting and I have to write these newsletters for them. His name is Lars Joran, but he just goes by LG. And I just think that sounds like the electric company or something. It doesn't sound like you should call a person. Hey, LG. Yeah. 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 But that reminds me, Carl is uh, often Kella. There's another. Yeah. Um, even Henrik, Henke. I said, but there's still two syllables. I said, oh. I'm calling you Henrik. <laughs> you know, oh, but you can call me Henke. Mm-hmm. Good, Henrik. To back up a bit, uh, back yeah. on the baking, you said that you were contacted to be on the show. Is that because of your blog? Um, I think someone had referred me and they looked at, at the time I didn't have the blog even, at the time oh. I just started to blog, but I had a lot of it on my Facebook page and they looked through there. And that was like more so cooking and baking. And I think in between that time was when I got the the blog came up. And then, of course, they got to look at the blog and it was just pretty much starting. And that's how they got that. But it helped a lot. And like I said afterward, I mean, because I, you know, people would ask me, oh, can you bake this? Can you do this? Can you make a wedding cake? Blah, blah, blah. What really got, I, I got to make um, a, a fika cake. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> for this company called Important Looking Pirates. They are a virtual special effects company here in Stockholm. Okay, I love the name. <laughs> and uh, if they, I think they did video thing, and it was a video thing before. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And a friend of mine who, who said, well, Jermaine, I know you make great cakes. Can you make this cake? And I'm like, when do you need it? And it was a t- Tuesday, I think, or Monday, she asked me. Friday. <laughs> And it was because they had just won an Emmy for their work in uh, in Westworld, right? Because they had cool. they had they had a nomination for black for black sales in Westworld, and they got theirs for Westworld. So in turn, I was like, okay, cool. And I, you know, I just made a cake, <laughs> you know, fairly simple and a lot of decor on it with a big W, and they 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 loved it. They ate the whole thing <laughs> all that was, left was a w and the plate and some crumbs because this is the picture she sent me <laughs> the big w sitting on an empty plate with crumbs <laughs> i said you know what i'm happy i'm happy that i got I'm, I'm happy and then the next time they asked me again they were having their 10-year anniversary and so i made like three or four cakes for them they had a party on this huge boat and uh, then the next year they were nominated again. Uh, they didn't win, but they had fun anyway. And they had an extra <laughs> theme. And so I made two cakes themed after like Coco. They wanted like a Mexican theme. I made, but like, did they invite you to the parties? No. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> well, they actually, no. They invited me to the 10-year anniversary party, which was absolutely wonderful. I mean, it was on the boat. It was absolutely so much fun. It was great just seeing everybody just partying. But, you know, I stayed for a while. I left like probably after like two or three, two hours or something like two or three hours because I was just tired. It was just a long way for me. And that, no, I just dropped off the cakes and I stayed for like a little while and then I left because it was their party. I know, but hey man, party. Party. <laughs> <laughs> and what came out of that was like um, the following year, I think the Jurassic, Jurassic World came out and they did work for that. And they, I got invited to their pre-screening of the film, which was really nice. And in turn, 
got enthralled by a guy that was on the screen who was a Russian buyer, like eight, ten months later, someone likes something on my happy food tripping page. I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, oh, that guy looks really familiar. Who is it? The Russian buyer from the film. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Uh, what ultimately happened was we started to talk on, on Instagram. Uh, I found out he was coming to Sweden. I said, oh, yeah, we should meet. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. And we met up at a bar up in Stockholm. We spent like a three or four hours together. We we took a walk. I showed him where I, you know, the important looking pirates building was. I yes. Said, yeah, it's how I met you. <laughs> full circle. And he was a great guy. His name is Alex Dower. He is a really great guy. And I thought that was just like crazy. Was looking at your uh, food blog today, the Happy Food Trip and. Yeah. And I was staring at your crispy, crunchy fried chicken <laughs> recipe because I totally understand you get no fried chicken here. I, here and there, they're trying, but it's not really there yet. No, no, and I was no. looking and the way you put it, it was like, I, I think I could do this. I, I could probably make you it. Can. I know I, I'll mess it up somehow. No, okay, you know what? We're going to make a day. Once all this is over and we're going to get yes. together and we're going to do it together. I would like that. That would uh, yeah. be excellent. <laughs> Hand on heart. We're going to do that. Yes, that sounds wonderful. You also had something on there that was, um, and I don't know how, if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's ch- challah bread. Challah bread. Ha- mm-hmm. We have been watching this show on TV and they serve that bread every time. My husband and I sit there and we're like, we got to figure out what that bread is. That bread looks so good. So I'm so excited to see it on your page. <laughs> I love Hollywood. My mom would get it every day, every Friday from the Jewish bakery. Oh. And sit there with like tea and challah bread and butter and, you know. It, yeah. Is it a sweet bread or savory? It's 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 a little sweet because it does have uh, honey. You could put honey or sugar. So okay. it has a little, a little sweetness in it. However... It goes well with a stew. You can like dip it in a stew and have it absorb, you know, the juices and stuff like that. Or you can use it for toast or French toast or, Mm -hmm. you know, because my, I think my husband had it. I had, I made it like in a bun. Like I, I make the braided one, then I make like buns or he'd taken it just put jam on it. So it's, to me, it's very versatile. Unlike sometimes like a brioche bread. But, um, but for me, like challah is like, to me, really versatile. Like at hamburger buns, regular, like just little buns you guys want to eat, bread and butter, or like Mm. I said, dip it in a stew. I think it's, it works. So I always make the mistake of recording this before dinner, and now we ended up talking about food. <laughs> and I, I figure we're both fairly hungry. <laughs> but I just, I wanted to say again, your Jam Nation band. You guys just released an album last yes. Friday, yes, and uh, the Journey Part One. I found it on Spotify today, and I listened to it. It is excellent. In fact, I'm going to put that on while we eat dinner this evening with oh. our wine, of course. <laughs> That's right. (laughs) We've been like working on that. I mean, that's literal blood, sweat, and tear kind of thing. And uh, and just, and it was kind of rough for us. Again, just we were gonna like, yes, we have our, you know, our gigs were set for the whole rest until summer, and we knew, okay, the release is gonna happen now at this date, and we're gonna be performing anyway. We're gonna do this, and then. Everything kind of shut down on us, and we were like, we still got to get this out. We still got to push this out, no matter how we need to just get it out, even if we're not going to be out there performing. 
And uh, so we just like all of us just pushed it out there. People were actually like, thank goodness, it's about time. Yes. Waiting. <laughs> well, it's wonderful. I really love it. And I can't wait to see when you can perform again. I would <laughs> love to come and see you guys perform. Yeah, so we, we are aching. Um, it's, it's just like so <laughs> unlike us to not you know, because we we've been doing it for the past three years. We had two gigs in February, and then as, and after that was when everything just went and just shut down. And so now we're like, okay, when do we get to do this again? When do we get to go back on stage? So we're trying, like I said, we're trying to figure out alternative ways to at least get some kind of performance in and maybe have it like streamed over uh, Facebook or streamed in YouTube or something like that. But, you know, we're, we're now just in the in the playful fixings of trying to get that to get, see if we can do something like that and and we're also like preparing even to because uh, we have uh, many more songs we just started out with the ep this form that one we have a ton more plus and we're all in we're in between writing new stuff as well so we already have the list of what we're going to record next and we're prepping to start the guys are prepping to start recording at least the music of it and uh, and then still in the prep of writing more stuff. So well, I am going to put a link to the EP if that's okay with you. Yeah. I guess on Spotify, or if you'd like me to put a link somewhere else, you can put it anywhere you want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're we are we're on I think every music platform that there is. I mean, I think we're even on TikTok, and I'm like, I'm <laughs> TikTok, we're on TikTok, yeah. you know. And, <laughs> Google Music and Spotify and where else is there? We're on Deezer as well. Okay. Those are the only ones I can pretty much remember. TikTok, because I thought that was so cool and weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> iTunes were there as well. If you just look us up, the Jam Nation, the Jam Nation Band Journey Part One, and just look it up on your favorite music platform, and we should pop up. I'll also put some links. So if people go to the Facebook page for yeah. Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow, they'll you can find the links there. But thank you so much for being on, and I can't wait to actually meet up with you in person. I know <laughs> chicken and wine and bread. <laughs> This whole thing has to end right now. I I will go and find a cure. <laughs> oh, this is really a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me.